Welcome back to the Ultimate Playlist Podcast full of choice tracks. I'm Taj. I'm Damon. And I'm the blues. I mean, I'm Dietrich. <laughs> hey, Dietrich, you're the blues. You well, have the I, blues I, or you are the blues? <laughs> actually, that sounds like an oxymoron. That was a happy blues. I don't, I don't know if I wanted the happy blues. Let me, let me go. Let me say it again. I'm Dietrich. Yeah, there we'll we go. go with that. All right, cool. Go that sounds more like the blues. I don't know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, well, welcome back, folks. This is Choice Tracks, where music podcasts, uh, where we uh, normally have a theme, and then we pick songs that go with that theme, and then we do an album review. Uh, this time, we're doing something a little bit special. Now, we've done episodes like this before. They're kind of our uh, tribute episodes, our flower episodes, you know, where we want to give flowers to a certain artist. This time, we're kind of doing something interesting. We're doing two artists that are kind of in the same genre. Um, it, I think it, we'll ask, but you know, um, it's two artists that are in the same genre. Both of them highly acclaimed. Um, I would rank one higher than the other, but both are pretty almost on par and equal. So, uh, we're actually calling this episode King Clapton. So we're doing one track from BB King and one track from Eric Clapton, both blues master legends in their own right. Um, I both I feel that they both cover different part of the blues, um, but if it's okay with you, gentlemen, I was going to start with BB King and then go to Eric Clapton for round two. Does that sound simpatico? Way chicken dinner. Yeah, let's do it, man. <laughs> All right, sounds good. All right, so I'm going to start with uh, BB King. Now I picked something kind of left field, but I kind of picked it for a reason. So. Um, I picked uh, a B.B. King track that's early on in his career because he's really young sounding. He doesn't have the gravelly voice. Um, and I picked it for several reasons. But the song that I picked is Lucille. The sound that you're listening to is from my guitar. Um, Partially because Lucille is the name of his guitar, you know, famous guitar. He explains that the story of how Lucille got Lucille. The other thing that I kind of feel like um, there's two things I want to point out. One is I feel like the reason why BB King, he himself is really talented and is a blue master. But I kind of feel like this song kind of also shows why he's in that limelight is because I feel like he's he taught people the blues, right? He didn't just play the blues, right? He just wasn't just a blues guy and then like you listen to it and you find out what it is on your own. Like he's kind of teaching you kind of what the blues is. The other thing that I think will come into a factor later on is like he is kind of bridging the jazz blues gap. Like it's there's parts there, especially with the backup backup band that sounds very jazzy. Um, but it's like it's right on that cusp of like it, it is for sure blues, but there's some tones and some uh, notes there. They're kind of jazzy that, that I feel like comes in. And that's kind of where he's, you know, it, it's interesting because like jazz was kind of looked down upon like way back in the like 20s, but then it turned into an artistry, you know, especially when rock and roll came out. Right. And then jazz kind of had a, a higher status. Right. And it, it seemed like to me, like people would rank like classical jazz and then rock and roll. Right. Like if, if you had the most culture, you know, you would listen to classical and then jazz, you know, type of thing. And that's where I feel like BB King kind of skirted that line where he's like, it's blues, but it's jazz type of thing. But, but yeah, 
But uh, what did you guys think of, of Lucille? So, so <laughs> maybe you can go ahead and go. Yeah, I think I think I think Lucille. Uh, I like how he talks. He tells all the stories about Lucille, right? And like he's like, well, you know. <laughs> Lucille saved my life. Like he talks about how like, he almost got his ass burned up, and right. Uh, I think he like he was in a car accident or something. Lucille like fucking caught the car tire. So I don't know what the fuck. I can't remember yeah. exactly what it was, but it was like all these all this crazy shit. And then he wasn't there like a ex wife or something that her name was Lucille, or he almost called her Lucille. And she got pissed at him or something like that. Yeah, it was like basically it was like all the stories of why Lucille is like his favorite guitar. Right. That's like a part of him basically. So I thought right. that was kind of cool where the blues and in, in general is a big storytelling, you know, time for music, I think. But like I always love blues stories. I always loved the sound of blues. You know, mm-hmm. every every it, you know, there's lots of different blues artists, new and old, but yeah. Um I, I thought that was great. I, I mean I I think I went down the rabbit hole a little bit with <laughs> not too bad, but, uh, you know, listening to BB King and then like older stuff, newer stuff. And then of course, uh, the latest, I think the last album he did was with Eric Clapton with riding with a cane, which I think is a little bit of an inspiration for this, this, uh, episode. So I definitely want to talk about that too, but yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm trying, what's interesting with like this one, like I said, it's like, he's introducing terms. Like he's like, he'll say a term. He's like, Oh, this is what that term means. Right. And then, but there's times where I also kind of feel like I I buy the story with Lucille keeping the car off of him. But then I also kind of feel like it's kind (laughs) of like a, it's kind of like a tall tale. Right. And it's a, it's a tall tale that you're willing to believe because it just makes the story that much better. Right. (laughs) You know, maybe it, you just embellished a little bit. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I feel like it is, because especially the way his his tone is, is like he's very like playful and like uh, on it. Right. And he's giggling to himself and you, he's trying to play a character. But he I feel like he's also uh, trying to be himself. So it's interesting. So, yeah, and he lived a hell of a life. That's, that's right. what I was saying. So. Um, as far as BB King goes, when you're talking about the blues, you first and foremost have to acknowledge that the blues was born out of pain, was born out of suffering, was born out of, born out of, um, you know, the downside, the, the dark side of life and, and those type of elements that, that came into being. And, and then you just felt the soul within the song because, you know, individuals are actually putting their whole life out on, on, on the rock, on the wax. <laughs> um, you had some that lived through it, some that heard about it, some that heard other, other tales of other situations that folks were able to write about it. BBK, to me, not saying to anybody else, but just to me, was the first person that I could honestly relate to when it came to what he was thinking about. Now, not in the sense of, you know, you know, the, the womanizing, the cheating behind the back, the, the drinking and all that, but in the sense of laying your soul on the line through your music. Mm. That's what I connected with. And when you brought up Lucille, it automatically kicked me because I could see him on stage sitting in that chair with that Gibson guitar and just going at it. And I literally, that was like, 
that's like the best feeling to me. Um, not so much in a happy place, but definitely in a place of understanding. And it's like when you're going through these hardships and you're going through shit and some people, you know, they go to the glass. Some people go to, you know, drugs. Some people go to fornication. You went to music. And that's the shit that everybody can feel. That's the international language right there. We don't we have to be able to speak the same language. But if you throw on some BB King, I guarantee you there's going to be somebody swinging their head, bobbing out to the shit the same right. way that you are. So this was like, this was like, you put it before nicely. This was pre-voice change. This was pre-elements. This was pre, um, you know, him getting into his bag, so to speak, and coming out on the commercial terms. Um, this was like the start of that well that actually, you know, went a little deeper than what it was supposed to begin with. So the fact that, you know, brought that to the table and the fact that his guitar skills, that's what these two really giants have in common. This is like, you know, BB King Kong versus uh, Eric Clapton Zilla. You know what I'm saying? That's, right. that's what this is. And so the fact that, you know, their guitar play, their actual licks on, on, on the strings is like, that's that's what we love. That's what we cherish. That's how we feel. Um, whenever somebody puts their soul into the music, it comes out through the instrument that they're playing. So the fact that you started off the ground with with a good uh, a good good stepping stone in order to hit on, I'm not mad at it at all. Right, for sure. Okay, well, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, Damon, what did you have for for your BB King? Yeah, I I I like you know I like your pick a lot of Lucille, like the whole storytelling, like he's like he's literally telling you how to write a blues song. <laughs> he's going into it and he's like, all right, now this is how you lay it out. It just, you know, he gets this whole vibe going. I think he's kind of like rubbing himself up. Um, but uh, I think mine was just picked on a, the name of the song, blues man. Put me down because I'm a blues man, but I'm a good man. I think is really cool. Um, it's not like it's like exactly the same song, but like his style is there. You can hear his guitar playing, but it's just a different song. It's a different tone. It's a different feel. It's a just a different thing that made him feel like shit or whatever, uh, or encouraged him. You know, like I don't think all blues is sad. No. You know, something that pissed you off, whatever. Uh, and I think it's really supposed to be kind of like comedians talking about the bad shit and they're not funny unless they had all this bad shit happen it's the same you know like comedians and blues artists like you you can see that going hand in hand like you know it's a smoke-filled sorrow-ridden bar with a comic up on stage and then the next guy up is playing guitar and he's singing the blues that would be like that's just the perfect night i think you know depending on what's going on gotcha (laughs) what's going on with yourself you know what i mean but uh, yeah, <laughs> I I definitely um, yeah I definitely like blues man because it's just kind of like I don't know he's he's really just singing about the blues or a thing that's happening um, how he's traveled around and you know he's just a blues man <laughs> right. Well, what, what what strikes me is it, I I hadn't heard this one before but I did like it and what strikes me as interesting is and I'm still trying understand it but i mean the guitar playing you know you know top part you know the the lyrics is like it it's because he talked about how he's a blues man but he's still a good man right 
and you're like, listen to that. And you're like, it, I'm still trying to like wrap my head around it. Cause it's like, is that because he thinks like he's bad luck? And so he always has the blues, but he's still a good man or, or, I guess I would, it could have double meanings, right? It could have a lot of different meanings. Like he doesn't let the, 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 the bad times get him down and he doesn't turn bitter from it. Right. So he's a blues man. Like a lot of bad stuff happens to him, but it, he's not letting them get him down, which I kind of think is maybe where he's coming from now that I'm talking about it out loud. But like it, it it, that, that's, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, and I, I do like it because like this is like, I think when you say BB King, this is what, people think about bb king because it's he has that gruff voice right he has the blues voice to go with the guitar but the guitar is just like always been his thing and so now he has the whole package in this song for for sure so well that, and that's how you know that's what i was saying too like that's why i was saying that right <laughs> like the the blues man he's just a blues man like he's just singing the blues he's not bad man he's just a blues man and like that whole idea of like 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 i was saying blues isn't necessarily something that's you know sad or it's not meant to make you sad um and that's not his purpose which is kind of what he's saying in the song he doesn't want people getting pissed at his all singing singing about the blues all the fucking time nobody wants to fucking get down and you know, be down in the dumps while they're listening to music. Like he wants people to know, yeah, my music, it's also, <laughs> there's a positive note, even though I'm singing about bad shit. But I think gotcha. I could probably write a ton of songs. Or, <laughs> I disagree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you on that part. Like it, it literally, how it comes across to me is, I'm, I'm, I'm not a, a bad man, but I got faults. Right. And because I got faults, like, don't hold them against me. Just know that I'm doing the best that I can. And, you know, blues men, they get a bad rap, same as rockers and, and rappers and everybody else in this world. Your vices can become your worst best friend. So, you know, the fact that he put that out there and he did lighten up um, where, you know what I'm saying, the blues was going and he did, that's the turn that I was talking about where everything started taking that commercial turn. Mm. And, and that fact where everybody can listen to him and everybody can pick up on what he was throwing down and everybody to like vibe out to him and you didn't have to be necessarily under the bottle to feel what he was talking about. This was that turn that went into that that atmosphere. So, you know, like that's uh shit. I think we bagging a thousand right now. <laughs> yeah, this is from Blues on the Bayou, by the way. This is one of his later albums. Oh. So in case you listeners want to know where to find it. So uh what did uh, what did you have, Dietrich? So I'm gonna flip the script. I'm gonna talk about Captain first. Yeah. Oh, okay, you're gonna okay. okay. Yeah, see, I'm, oh, I'm the X factor there. I know, I know. Big, big thing, right? So, a reason I did that is because I like um, his song first, because I think B.B. King's song, the one that I chose, was like, to me, it hit a little harder, but only because both of them were on, on different atmospheres, right? Right. Um, but put it like this. Uh, I chose a song that Eric Clapton sung, not once, but twice from this artist, and made both of the songs actually rise to the top, which gave this other artist, you know, food on the table, uh, record deal, money in the pocket, and the whole nine, because the artist before that was very unknown um, at the time. So um, I picked Eric Clapton, Cocaine. Come 
coming off of that Troubadour album in 1976. The reason why I picked Cocaine is because the original artist that he got it from was a blues artist by the name of J.J. Kell. And you will know J.J. Kell's song, you just know Clinton for singing them, which was, the first one was After Midnight. Oh, okay. So when you say After Midnight, yeah. That was yeah. actually J.J. Kell's song. And Eric Clapton asked if he could record it, got permission, re-recorded it. It became a whole success, but Kell still got credit for it. So that's what got Kell the record deal and the whole nine. So when Cotton came back to swing around for um, you know his fourth album, um, he had literally just kicked a heroin addiction. And so he really wanted to kind of lay it out there, but not in terms of heroin, he wanted to lay it out there in terms of where everybody else was coming from at that point in time, which was cocaine. So this was another song that he got from um, J.J. Kell, quirked it in his own way. And literally, the song is about addiction, right? It's about uh, the strongholds that come from addiction. It's about everything that you give up in the process. And no matter what you do, once you start that up, you can't get that back. You know, that feeling, that that time, that high, that chasing, that everything that you're doing, you're not going to be able to get that back. And so you're just putting yourself in a downward spiral. And he felt that song. He felt it for Kel because Kel was actually one of those to kick his habits as well. So just for the fact of um, him being able to put his heart and soul into that particular track and his guitar play on it was immaculate. And, you know, the sound in his voice, you could tell it was the pain in his voice that was coming through. And literally, you don't have to write a song in order to feel the song. You got thousands of people out here that write songs for everybody every single day. But it's what that person feels whenever they put that song onto, you know, wax or put it onto a tape or put it onto a digital recording. That's what makes everybody else feel the song. So when Clapton got a hold of this one, he just kind of took it and ran it into the stratosphere. So tell me what y'all think about Eric Clapton's cocaine. Well, so this is a a great song. Uh, it, so I will admit, so I, I have to confess something here, uh, you know, uh, I was surprised with Eric Clapton how many songs of his I knew by songs, like by titles and by songs, right? Mm-hmm. BB King, you know, I didn't know song titles, right? It, and it's one of those weird things where, like, I kind of feel it, not to retrograde, but with BB King, like, I feel like you could pick any BB King song on his worst day, he's better than anyone else, right? BB King. Clapton, like, makes hits that you remember the actual song for, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, and so where I feel that Clapton's different, like, I mean, his guitar skills are, are on par, but like he plays like a rockier, dirtier version of the blues, right? He's not, yeah. he's not high class. He's down, down in the mud, dirty, rocking it out. And, and so cocaine is very much for me kind of like a jam band song. Like it is repetitive, but you're enjoying the ride the whole time. And, and yeah. I think it, it kind of speaks to that to the to the story of the cocaine right like you you want the hit of cocaine and then you're just stuck back in the loop you want another hit like you just keep getting stuck in the cycle you know and and so but yeah the song itself is is awesome and it just keeps you there going for the ride over and over and you're like yeah it it may seem repetitive but like yeah it's that's the song though right (laughs) It, yeah, it's not meant to be a long, drawn-out situation. It's meant to hit you right where it hurts. Right. And, you know, all all the parts come to the end, and it's like it is a vicious cycle. 
So I, I get it. I totally get it. Damon, what you think, man? Yeah, I think cocaine's cool. I think it's a uh, yeah. I, I don't want cocaine. I don't want to, I don't want to actually snort it. Oh, I, yeah. I think but cocaine's hey, cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think I think Eric Clapton's like uh, definitely like one of my um, heroes, you know, from when I was a kid, and uh, you know, like the rivalries with like blues artists is there, you know, and they they mm-hmm. could easily Clapton and King could have been like rival blues throwdown, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. any day, but they chose to collaborate. Like I said, on Riding with the King, it was like such a cool thing. And yeah, that's I, my one of my friends, one of my best friends, gave me that on CD, and it was like he's like, check this out, you just gotta check it out. <laughs> okay, and I just played it over and over again. It was fucking great. And I think yeah, like these two artists, I do play a little bit of guitar, but like my guitars are dusty now, sitting in closets and shit. Um, I need to do that again. But like, I want to buy a new guitar, and I think that inspiration from artists like. Eric Clapton, BB King, you know, these blues artists, like I, I, I would love to throw down some blues and I've never really played blues guitar. So one of these days, you know, but yeah, cocaine is like, that's, that's definitely like a classic. You hear it all the time in like movies, uh, usually with like some kind of like drug cartel shit going on. (laughs) They associate it with what it's actually talking about. Um, and it's also just like a weird song. Like I didn't know what cocaine was when I was a little kid, but I heard this on the radio and stuff. I'm like, so weird how that was never really like an issue with parents, you know, like parental, uh, guide, you know, like, uh, what is that? Like when, um, like explicit lyrics, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah they okay. didn't come around until later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's, even if this was a later song, and I know like Eric Clapton's played this again at shows and whatever, but it's like, oh, it's just Eric Clapton. It's cool. We know he's not like a coquette, so <laughs> he might have been around it. Maybe he did bump once or twice. Uh, yeah, Hollywood the movies are what trained us on like verbiage and stuff like that with certain things like cocaine. <laughs> And uh, like hearing this song too, I was like, "What is that?" And it's like, it's that's when I st- first started like learning about like the bad stuff, you know. <laughs> but uh, that's yeah, that's my experience with that. But it's still a good song. It's not, it's not like his bluesiest. It's blues, not but it's more like a rock, you know. Yeah, he, he took a gritty. My bad. He took a gritty turn for it, and it was on his slow hand album, and um, he literally ran with that, and then he brought. Um, Kale on the road in order to duet with him at certain shows. So, yeah. you know, you, not only do you get back to the artist, but you also get the artist shine in the process. And not very many artists could actually say they did that. So I thought that was cool as hell. Yeah. So cool. All right. Uh, well, I guess I'll, I'll go and jump into my, uh, uh, Eric Clapton pick. So I picked a song, um, we'd already done Layla. Uh, like way back in the earlier episodes. Uh, but um, I list, like I said, I listened to Clapton and I was surprised how many songs I actually knew. Um, I picked this song cause I personally like it a lot. Um, I know it's short. Um, it's kind of a more, it, it, it's more like a romancy blues type of thing. Uh, or it's kind of like a, yeah, it's kind of a, a relationship blues, I guess. But uh, I picked lay down Sally. Um, and so it, it's just a song that I 
always remember hearing before as a kid and you know i just you know it was one my favorite song that he did so that's don't know much more about it i should have looked up like when it came out and stuff but like it, it was a what did you guys think of, of lay down selling so it is a more rocky blues though yeah I think it's good. I think I think Lay Down Sally is uh, um, something that, that I've heard that in the radio a lot too. It's kind of like cocaine. Like I think Eric Clapton is definitely like more well known. Yeah. Than BB uh, King stuff. Like everybody knows who BB King is, but we know Eric Clapton from Cream. We know him from his all his solo stuff. He's still going. Like he's. Yeah, the acoustic sets a lot in the 90s. Like, I mean, it was just like, and then he had this, like, you know, like kind of like soft ballad rock stuff. And right. Uh, Lady in Red, I think, is that one of his songs? Yeah. Well, he also has I Shot the Sheriff, which that should, one plays yeah. on. That one, I was like, wait, wait, he did I Shot. Cover of freaking Bob Marley, right? <laughs> so it's like, I mean, yeah, it, it was, it, yeah, you're right. It's insane. Like, the number of songs you're like, ooh, I know this song. <laughs> I've yeah. heard this a million times. It's kind of, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like the Eagles when we we did that album uh, cover cover oh, that yeah. you know like the Eagles songs and like we all knew. I, I was surprised like wow I know all these Eagles songs and but like I don't listen to the Eagles all the time but like I just know it because it's on the fucking radio all the time when you're a kid your parents are fucking listening to it whether you like it or not your parents are gonna force you to like learn shit that they like <laughs> unless you tune them out you know but then you get in trouble for that so. But yeah, Lay Down Sally is kind of like, I think it's definitely not like bluesy at all <laughs> in well, a way, but, you know, but that's it. I think his, I it think, kind of I, is. yeah, well, I, I kind of feel like Clapton's blues is a different type of like, I feel like he's hard to describe. And, you know, and it's a similar thing where we've had that like artists that we really liked. Right. But you can't pigeonhole them. You can't you know, distinctly say that they're one kind of style, right? And that's kind of why we like them. And I think that's kind of the thing here with Clapton. Like, there is definitely blues there, but it's not like the whole song is blues, right? From beginning to end, it's not like 100% blues, but that doesn't mean that it's not bluesy, right? And I think what where he gets the blues monochrome is from his guitar playing. Like, he, the master, the skill of that guitar is just so bluesy that, that that's where he gets the, the moniker from. Uh, but his style of music is, is, you know, jumbled, but, but really good. <laughs> I guess it, I'm not sure if I'm describing that right. You, you, you are pretty much there. It's got a blues base because that's where he learned from. Gotcha. And then from there, took it over and added more rock elements into it and turned it into a rock aesthetic, but it still has a blues background. Well, gotcha. a lot of his songs and a lot of the songs that he sung, whether he was with the, the Blues Breakers, whether he was with the Dominoes, whether he was with, you know, Cream, he literally had that style of play inside him and he just took it and tweaked it a little bit in order to make it his own. So it's never a point where Eric was ever just really away from the blues. It's more a fact that he just took it and went to another level. With it. That's what I was trying to say. Exactly. <laughs> oh, glad I was listening. Definitely like a folk, <laughs> almost like a folk rock sound to it. You know what I mean? 
That's what kind of where we get that from that song that you picked. Yes, that that for that song, yes, that's definitely in there is a folk rock song. Um, but like I say, his guitar play and his licks inside there, that's blues based. And that's that's where it all kind of like jumbles up together and makes a good positive jumble line. Exactly. So okay. Well so uh Damon, what what did you have for us? This is definitely Eric Clapton's blues sound. Coming off of a box set, two disc version, um, Eric Clapton Blues. And this the song off of that's Drifting Blues. Drifting and drifting. Just like a ship out on the sea. And these are like songs, they're all on the album. There's like all these different artists for different songs. And so this is Crossroads. Um, not Crossroads, I'm sorry. Crossroads is on there. Um, but Drifting Blues is uh, 70, was it 75? And it's like a live, this is like a live, uh, live in the 70s, actually, is what it's called, I believe. Uh, but it's a live version of a song. And so there's other artists, but. Um, you got definitely got like Eric Clapton playing guitar and uh, fucking cool shit. So this is like this is the blues that makes me want to play guitar. Um, and it's more it's all for me. It's all about the guitar. So like, yeah, there's lyrics. But like what's really pulling me into this song is uh, the lyrics are great, too. You know, it's like the, it's it's kind of like not really like a typical blues track but uh kind of yeah it's got that it's got it's got a very similar sound to bb king stuff too so that's partly why i picked this too because i wanted to kind of like show that he's yeah he's a competitor to bb king (laughs) he's not just singing about yeah whatever cocaine (laughs) cocaine cocaine it's cocaine he might be singing about cocaine in this i don't know So is this one, I guess, because I I know I've always kind of leaned more towards Chicago blues. This seems more Delta blues, or is it? Okay. That's what it sounds like, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, I I, I kind of get where you're getting that it's similar to to BB, but I think BB's always Chicago, right? Or is he Delta? So, it's not a matter of fact of where you're from. It's a matter of how you sound. Gotcha. So in, in this situation, you know, this definitely was a bluesy track, but it wasn't looking to go Delta or looking to go Chi-Town or looking to go, you know, you know, down south type field. It was it was just literally in the swings and, and the motion within the track and, and mm. the, the slow to mid pace that was going through with it. It wasn't it was never meant to be like you can pinpoint what style somebody was coming with. What it was really meant to be was just one of those, you know, rolling type of heart tuckers that makes you sit down and listen to what he was talking about. And so gotcha. I, I, I dug it. I mean, I know issues with and <laughs> I, Do I ever have issues with tracks? I don't know. No. no. I, I got to go back and look at that shit. I got to reevaluate myself. I I dug it too. Like I, I, I've always been, uh, you know, a Glenn for the blues. Like, yeah, I could probably, you know, listen to this 24 seven and not complain. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I enjoyed it. I can't relate to, I give you all my money. (laughs) Give you all my money. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I know how that goes. (laughs) Yeah. buddy. I still want my money back. Thank so, like, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
like he's like he starts it out with like well I'm drifting 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 drifted it's like I feel like that too man I, I gotta pick up the fucking guitar yeah buddy I got something to sing about uh yeah so, so. Diedrich you talked about how you you played the guitar when you were really younger did you ever try and bend some strings oh hell yeah okay uh, tore my fingertips doing it so um yeah it was not a, it was not a fun situation that's kind of what made me back off <laughs> you got to get through that shit and callous the motherfucker and exactly exactly i i didn't even learn about guitar tips um uh, picks until after the fact it was like you mean to tell me i could have been playing with a pick and would have actually you know been okay but nah yeah it, even, it was important yeah. even finger picking actually, like there's like a little finger like yep. cots or whatever you could use that like picks on the tips of your fingers yep if you're really getting into it, like with like acoustic and shit, uh, yeah, like a twelve string. Um, I actually had a string pop on me and and like literally slash me in the face, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm done. I'm, I'm cool." <laughs> you know what? I don't think I ever had that happen. Well, yeah, it welled me, but it was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm okay. I'm gonna switch over to drums," and that's exactly what I did. <laughs> Dude, I've got I've got my guitars. The strings are like really old, and I I I, I guess I'd be afraid to play them, but. Like even after picking them up after ten years, fifteen years, you know, like they they got to be now like twenty five years. Yeah, but I I still got mine. I got oh excuse me, I got two acoustics and I got one Gibson, and okay. so I I, I literally okay. just have them up. I I let my daughter put them up in her room, so you know she's got them up there and she plays as well. Um, and she's actually gotten better with the acoustics than I ever did. So I'm not even tripping with it. But what are they? Got, uh, you said you got one Gibson. Yeah, one Gibson. Uh, what are the other two? I couldn't. Even, I forgot. That's how old acoustic they are. is. Like, doesn't have. I don't even know what it is. I don't think it even says what it is. But it has like a hummingbird and shit on it, and like it looks cool. But now my electric is like an old kind of warped neck. And my dad, like my dad, had passed away. You know, in 21. And, this is like something he gave me when I was in high school. And we just like, oh, nice, dude. Like it. <laughs> yeah, I know people that. at home can't see. But yeah, we got them sitting up here in the house. And, oh, dude. Yeah, so like I got an old, it's like a Les Paul. Uh, like, it's not a Les Paul, but it's a uh, mock, I guess. Like, it's yes, a like knockoff. It's the Montea. <laughs> and it's still an old guitar. <laughs> People think it's People like a like, less ball, and no, it's not. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would love to have a less ball right now. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Yeah, he was a great, great guitar maker, dude. No, yes, sir, very much so. So, okay. Well, I just wanted to ask that, but before we get to our final track, so uh, Dietrich, what's what's your BB King pick that you want to to save? I switched up. I'm doing clapping again now, playing. <laughs> <laughs> now, my, my BB King pick is uh, actually another one where an artist took a song from another artist and turned it into a mega hit. This is actually BB King's biggest hit um, uh, that he had. And it didn't do necessarily well on the charts, but it got him his first million record set. Um, this, this is how big it was. And literally, it is a song about a female or a relationship that you have to get away from because it's just gone bad. And it's one of his biggest hits that he's come across the world with, and it's called The Thrill is Gone. The 
So literally the track was originally recorded by Roy Hawk, who was another blues musician back in 1951. Here's the funny part though. B.B. King came across Hawkins when he was a radio DJ up in Memphis. So because he played that record on air, he later turned around, tried to record it several times over, didn't really work. Then uh, he got with Bill uh, Seismic, and that's the one that actually recorded the Eagles. And so Bill called him up at 4 o'clock in the morning and was like, hey, let's go ahead and try to record this one more time. B.B. King agreed to it. He recorded it. He laid in the licks. He got everything the way it was supposed to be. Bill came through produced the shit out of it, and that's why it became one of the biggest hits ever from B.B. King. Now, here's the funny part about it. He, at one point, he did an interview. He was like, you know, I never actually uh, stuck around long enough to break up bad with somebody. Uh, I just kind of <laughs> leave him alone. <laughs> he was like the originator of ghosting. <laughs> if you can see it that way. Like, if he knew something was going bad, he didn't actually try to beg for it back or anything. He begging the songs, but in, in actuality, he would just skip town and go to the next town and then make sure he didn't have a phone number you can get a hold of him with. And uh, that's how he got out of relationships. So he, he was one of the masters of being a Rolling Stone type situation. But we ain't going to go there with that. What we're going to talk about here is the guitar licks that came inside the song. The the upper register, uh, the notes, um, how he, he twanged those strings and just made you feel the pain of a relationship going back. And I've been a part of plenty of bad relationships, um, especially ones that I stuck out longer than I should have, hence the first divorce. But besides the fact, <laughs> everything else that comes into play is a love about this particular song. So what do y'all think about B.B. King's Thrillers Gone? So it, I, I like it a lot. I mean, this is one of the ones that, that I knew based off the title. Like when I saw the title, I, I knew the song. Uh, and yeah, it's a... It's an amazing song. It's, it's, yeah, you can't argue with the bluesiness of it. You can't argue with it's a great song. It, I, it's interesting that you said there was a, a cover. Uh, the name kind of sparked a memory on me, but I was trying to look up to see if I knew one of the other songs that Roy did because, um, but anyways, I'll have to look that up. But yeah, no, I, I, as far as this song, it's amazing. What I think is interesting is, Damon, you had talked about like stand-up comedians and blues singers. Um, I feel like uh, the thing that a stand-up comedian and blues singer can do is, you know, play something and be like, is it too soon? <laughs> right? You, you know, it, comedians will, will crack jokes and they're like, what, too soon? You know, this is like the blues version of that, right? This is where like, yeah. I'm just going to sit here and play this song about how our relationship really bad <laughs> so that you know exactly how I'm feeling <laughs> and that, you know, you can walk out or you can stay. I'm just going to play this. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and and I think that's kind of the interesting thing is that the blues can be like, it's not the blues. Isn't that like, it can be the look back, but it can also be in the moment. Like this is me right now in the blues. So, yeah. And and what else he does is BB King tells a little story with Lucille, <laughs> Lucille. So he's like, get into it. And the beginning, it's like, yeah, baby, baby, the thrill is gone. You know, he goes into this whole thing and, and then he goes into like his, uh, his whole story about how, you know, like, you know, it's so lonely, you know, but the thrill, <laughs> I'll be, you know, I'll be, I'll be lonely, but the thrill is gone. So I got, you know, kind of like I got to do it. Right. And then he gets into the end of the story where it's like, uh, now it's all over and all I can do is wish you well. And so it starts getting kind of a little hoppier. 
a little bit happier in a way, you know, like he's, he's telling the story with, you know, Lucille. And so mm-hmm. the tone changes with what he's talking about and you get those long pauses. He's got the, they even got horns going out of the song too. And there's a whole yeah. band. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's fucking cool, man. But like, yeah, I like how he carries it with, with the guitar sound. And that's, that's like I was saying with Clapton, like, yeah, lyrics are good, but the guitar, it takes me away, man. So I got you. I like it for sure. So, okay. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so, um, all right. Was there anything else flower wise you want to throw out to BB or Clapton before we wrap up this episode? No, <laughs> well, more Kings. Keep yeah. riding. <laughs> Keep riding. Yeah. Oh, did, you had listened to that whole album, right? You said right into the king. Yeah, I have. I have it. it okay. You recommend it? So I recommend it. I recommend um, listening to like their other stuff too. But I think that this is definitely like it's like this new newer sound, even though it's like it's like over twenty years old now. But yeah. it's um, it's definitely like I think the anniversary of it's coming out or something. Okay. Maybe it hit. Maybe it just hit twenty years. And so yeah, you got like you know the combination of the sounds and like they're just having a good fucking time. And BB gotcha. King's at the time he was close to the end for him, so it was kind of like his way of just I don't know. Maybe there was that rivalry with the you know the, the guitars, but they they mended that shit. So, but that's good. Okay, yeah. sounds good. Check it out. You know, you know who would have been a good third person to add to the mix? Who? Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh man! And I did and for inspiration when I was listening to like songs to pick. I picked like Texas Flood and other things to listen to just to hear Stevie Ray's fucking finger picking and yeah no he's he was like totally amazing we'll have to do a Stevie Ray episode for sure them three would have been fucking awesome but that's just my thought right yeah. no for <sighs> sure so already all right okay uh well uh before I wrap things up uh Dietrich um do you have some homework for us for next episode. <laughs> Yes, I do. And the reason why you're laughing is because um, it's, 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 uh, okay, it's a little off kilter. Um, it's probably the listeners out there, if you know me, you know, I like to throw in some kind of raunchy shit every once in a while. Um, this is definitely one of those that fits the bill. And if you don't know, it's about an artist, New York artist by the name of Akaneli. And the name of the album is Akapussy. So, again, Akaneli is the name of the artist. The album is Octopussy. Volume 1. And, and uh, I will give disclaimers. <laughs> Do that. You know, uh, I mean, disclaimers, like, listen with headphones or be aware of who you're playing this around. Because, yeah, it, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's adult for sure. That's <laughs> like, also the name of a uh, Bond, James Bond movie. Yes, it is. But this is Octopussy. To play on his name, Akadeli, it's Octopussy. Yeah. You're thinking of Octopus. Yeah. This is a. This is Octopus. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is this is uh, not for the weak, not for the feeble, <laughs> and damn sure not for the ones who don't like cuss words and, and misogynistic views and the whole nine. This is not going to be your episode. But for everybody else that loves that shit, this is going to be right up your alley. So, yeah, yeah. I think I'm already not sure if I'm going to like this. So, (laughs) (laughs) 
as you can use hard wise. Okay. Yeah. The, wow. the, it, it, Holy yeah. shit. Uh, I'll, it's I'll an elbow full of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and dicks and then everything else. Hide your kids, hide your wife. That's all I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. So, all right. Uh, okay. Well, uh, this has been uh, Trace Tracks. Uh, you can find us on our website at tracetracks.com or email us at tracetracks at gmail.com. Both of those end with a Z. We have matching playlists on both Spotify and Pandora. And we ask that you please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Let's go and sign out. I've been Taj. I'm Damon. And I'm Dietrich. And uh, we're going to pick up the needle where Yachty's spinning those choice tracks. Stay out of Cook County Jail. And Ralph Macchiano is the best crossroads. <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, Macchio, not Macchiano. Oh. <laughs>